Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. Uh, go to iTunes, leave us some reviews, and this podcast is brought to you by the best silhouette on the market, Dive Bomb Industries. Skinnies are the way to go. They make your life so simple. Incredible results. Incredible people over at Dive Bomb Industries. Um, they're what we use exclusively. I did not touch a full body all last season, and I'm not planning on doing it this year either. Dive Bomb Industries, the way to go. So easy. Can't say enough about Dive Bomb Industries. Divebombindustries.com. Order what you're going to need for this season. They got it all. Geese, ducks, pigeons. One-stop shop. Dive Bomb Industries. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Bismuth. Hits like a freight train. There is a big difference. And you can definitely tell when Boss hits that bird because it folds like a cheap suit. BossShotShells.com, all made in America, shipped right to your door, no big box stores. Killing them like we did in the 70s. That's what it reminds me of. It's insane. When that bismuth hits a bird, especially a bird that's close, it's ugly. BossShotShells.com, or you can call them. Good people. And this show is also brought to you by Athlon Optics, also a U.S. made. Athlon Optics is a proud U.S. sports optic product company devoted to designing and delivering superior quality optic products and outdoor accessories at a competitive price to you, the consumer. Athlon has strong engineering design capability, strategic alliances with quality manufacturers, and a streamlined, fully integrated supply chain. Whether you're shooting prairie dogs or scouting those geese or ducks the night before, Athlon Optics has a product that you need. So go to athlonoptics.com, get your binoculars, get your scopes. They've also got red dot sights. They got it all. If you need to look through it so you can shoot something or find something, Athlon Optics is the way to go. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. Makers of the new A-frame blind. That's right. The 2 by 4 blind. We got it set up. It's on our front porch right now. It's beautiful. It's big. It's like something Trump would make. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's huge. Four people, four grown men, and when I say grown, I mean husky, can fit in this blind. Uh, other A-frame makers say that four guys can fit, and they probably can, but... Uh, There's some noodle-eating little bastards. Yeah, they're, they're, they're small guys. Uh, four grown men can fit into this blind. It's a great blind. It's a two-by-four blind. They also make uh, the, the best spinner that's on the market right now. Waterproof. Uh, if you're going to field duck hunt and you need spinners, Lucky Duck has them. Go to LuckyDuck.com, get your spinners, get your blinds, whatever you need. They got it. We're also brought to you by Sealight LEDs. No more bumping around in the dark, unless you're with your significant other. Uh, Put these lights on your trailer, on your truck, wherever you want. It makes setting up a decoy spread just a a breeze. No more, huh, I wonder if we've got, uh, wonder how we're looking, wonder if we need more decoys over there. Turn on these bad boys, lights up the whole sky. They're great. Put them on your truck, put them on your trailer. SealightLEDs.com. They make waterfowl hunting easy almost. They really do. SealightLEDs.com. We're also brought to you by William and Chris Wines. Texas made wine right in high Texas. Chris and the guys over there living the dream, making wine, making stuff that tastes great. Thanksgiving's coming up soon. Big drinking holiday. All the holidays are from now on. Don't drink too much around your family, though. That's that's a lot of violence on Thanksgiving Day. 
I don't think most wine companies and stuff like to use the word violence in it. So drink responsibly <laughs> around the holidays, even around Cousin Joe that, you know, still lives in his mom mom's basement. <clears throat> Give him a nice glass of Merlot. Tell him to get the fuck out and get on with his life. <laughs> William and Chris Wines, you can go to all the high upstanding supermarket, Whole Foods, Central Markets, William and Chris Wines. And tell them the Big Honker podcast, ain't you? Yeah, or call them up and they'll deliver it to you. Finally, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. We've been doing this for too long. Well, 25 years. Too long. 25 plus. Oh. Are you still as hungry as you were day one? I eat. Look at me. Yes, I am. So I, think no. so. I think so. Yes. It's a we, great life. We can take care of you on anything that you're wanting. Duck season uh, opened up last weekend. Goose season opens up next weekend. If you're still needing to uh, book that uh, fall adventure, look no further. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Got some dates left in Oklahoma and Texas. You want to shoot some field mallards in Oklahoma, holler at me, 940-658-3172, or send us an email at goose at west, W-E-S-T-E-X dot net, or call us at 940-658-3172. I appreciate all the calls and messages. We get them all the time. Keep, keep them coming. If you have any questions, feel free to give me a holler. Okay, Jeff, hush your mouth. On this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Asher. It's a dive bomb hunt here in Texas. So we got Asher in studio with us. Zach sits in with us also. We talk about uh, the hunt that we had this morning, talk about Asher's retirement, and uh, just a good podcast. It's always fun whenever he gets on with us. So anyway, here we go. We got a lot of fucking shit going on. Oh, my goodness. Everybody's busy. Who's that cool man? What's off of that? Hey, that bullshit. You move it to the other side. It doesn't matter. All right. It's Asher's fucking around over Pull the there. Pull the whole short. Pull the whole thing. She said poor little short. All right. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast, brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. I am Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. We got two special guests today. We got um, my brother Zach, and then oh. we got the the man, the myth, and the legend, Asher Tolliver. When you when you say this word special, which, which I don't think Zach's a special guest anymore. <laughs> no shit. Well, he doesn't get on very much. Three times a year, maybe. I just pop in here and there. He still lives at home. <laughs> you right. know, I feel bad. Do you Zach live at home? I stay there. Yeah. <laughs> we, we figured out Asher's about to lose his World Series ring. Oh, wow. That cheating scandal. The Astros got caught cheating. They weren't fucking cheating. They weren't. Nobody was fucking hitting them, pitching the ball, but them guys playing. I call it That's bullshit. Right. If you want to use technology to your advantage, they're doing instant fucking replay on baseball, which sucks. So they might as well let you use fucking camera to cheat. Well, guys in the big leagues, it, I mean, mix your signals up. Yeah. With the catcher. You don't, I mean, if nobody's on base, don't put down just one sign. If you're worried about it, if you think people are picking up on it or heard rumors of it or you got a guy on second base, you think they're relaying signs, you got to have a sign system. You can do outs plus one. You can do a system that's called pumps. You can do strikes plus one where the sign <laughs> is rotating every single. We are pitch. way too that's, stupid that's to Okay, so it, say you've got a, a 0 1 count. Okay. So you. Your catcher before the inning, you say, hey, we're going to do strikes plus one. Okay. Okay. So that means it's a second sign. Oh, one count. 
So you got one strike. Strikes plus one. So second sign. So you go four, one, three, two, one. What's that? It's a fastball. <laughs> okay. That's a nine. Okay. <laughs> strikes <laughs> plus one. Say it's a, a 3 0 count. Right. So it'd be what four. First sign. First sign. So, First sign. So catcher does this. He goes boom, boom, boom. Whatever. That's a four. That's a, that's a changeup, splitter, whatever. Wow. So, or you could do outs plus one. You got one out in the inning or outs minus one. Whatever okay, you want to do. Well, can't do outs minus one because <coughs> you, you can't. You have zero yeah, sure. outs. But what you get, you get what I'm saying, right? You so can if you got one, have a revolving sign system where people are not going to pick up on your signs, and there's signs that are much more difficult. I mean, usually when I'd come in a game, I'd just say, "Chase the two. You know, I'd, whatever after the two. Chase the two. What if you get confused? Is there the key? Then you cross the catcher up, and he gets really pissed off at you whenever you throw a fastball, and he's expecting a breaking ball, and it hits him in the chest. <laughs> so you can like, like just give him a signal that's like, I need to fucking see that shit again. Uh, you you step off the rubber, and you're like, hey man, come here. What are we doing <laughs> here? here? We need to talk. Are to we just, strikes plus one? Are, are you right? Be like, are we, are we two? First sign, fuck? second sign. Are we chasing the two? Are we chasing the wiggle? Or are we outs plus one, strikes plus one? Whatever. There, there's a a ton of different sign systems. So There's going more. back to where this started from, you're in the big leagues. Uh, you're in the playoffs at that, which most of the games are locally televised anyway. Playoffs, they're all nationally televised. You know, they've got cameras in on your hands, yeah. on catchers. You're in the big leagues. Use a sign system. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm thinking, with you here. I'm thinking yeah, of Like Houston, these. okay, if they've got a guy on second and they've got guys relaying signs and maybe as they take their lead, they put their hands on the inside of their legs for a fastball. Or maybe if it's an off-speed pitch, you know, they'll look toward third. Um, or maybe they'll put their hands on the outside of their legs. The hitter will know, okay, like they're looking at that guy at second that's looking. Have a sign system. Right. You're in the freaking big leagues. So how easy is it for the, for the, for the guy on second to pick up on the signs? Like you, if you you've got a good sign system, it's not it's it's not easy at all. But if you're just going down and One. chasing the two every single time, so every time you see this, he throws a fastball. Will you look in again? And then he goes here, 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 and he throws a changeup. I mean, you got two pitches. Well, next inning you go, or maybe a guy hits a, a double or a single. You score from second. You go in the dugout and you say, "Hey, they're they're chasing the two. Mm-hmm. And you say, you got a sign system for when you get the sign. So when you let a guy know he's got it, you might, you know, do something like a pick at your shirt or your collar, and that's letting the guy know, like, hey, I've, I've got his signs. Mm-hmm. And then you proceed to relay them with whatever system that you have. But like I said, there is no rule that says you can't, you know, you can't relay signs from second base. Now, the television, the cameras, and stuff like that, I mean – yeah, that's definitely um, you know it's it's not good. It's definitely frowned upon. But at the same time, you're still in the big leagues on nationally televised games. Have a sign system. Everybody knows that. We know it in the minor leagues. You need a sign system. Uh, all the, I mean, we're talking about the big leagues play. Dodgers are bitter because they've had good teams. <laughs> And they can't get over the hump, and it's all there is to it. They have wasted millions fucking losing. Millions. So, So that's all it is, man. Why did Homeboy decide to take the veil off? Man, I don't know, but Mike Fires, I got nothing good but good things to say about that guy. He's a great teammate. He was my locker mate in spring training. Incredible guy. Incredible human being. You know what? Somebody sent me an article yesterday, and I, I saw Mike was on it. I was like, he's like, can you confirm or deny this? I was like, man, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to say one or the other. But I'm going to say Mike's a great guy. Um, 
Uh, I think Houston's got a great organization. I don't know that Mike was uh, maybe treated fairly or handled properly with his departure with Houston. So maybe. Is he the alleged whistleblower in this, though? Yes. Oh, it's not alleged. It's Uh, out there. He came out and said his name. It's on Sports Center. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's Mike Fires. He's wide open to it. Mike's a great guy. He's one of the. He's one of the most welcoming guys into a locker room, a veteran that I've ever met in my entire life. And maybe um, there was something else that happened between him and Houston that he wasn't very happy about. And he's like, you know what? You know, these guys, you know, I can't say anything about bad about them, but maybe Mike said, hey, maybe they did something shitty or contract-wise or treated him like shit or cost him millions of dollars. And he's like, you know what, uh, this is a business, and, you know, I know these guys are going to uh, play me and try to make yeah, their money sure. and do this and that. They don't give a shit about you. All you are is a, a puppet in their show. That's that's the way it will always be. Any player that ever thinks a team has loyalty to them or anything like that, nobody would ever say that because they know it's not true. That's why these fans, people get upset. Oh, you know, he came up with this, he's been with us eight years. What, you think management gives a shit about that guy? Yeah. They don't give a flying fuck about you or your family or your life they worry about themselves and their salary cap what they're paying guys and everybody has a motive to continue to move forward or or to get a promotion or get the job they want guys in the minor leagues we're trying to get to the big leagues coaches in the minor leagues are trying to get the big leagues guys in the front office as a as a um, intern or trying to get a full position there's guys that are trying to become general managers and assistant general managers and everybody's got a motive and for anybody to think that a a city or a team has loyalty to a player they don't know uh the inside of the game at all and um maybe something happened between mike and houston that all of us don't know about because uh, i thought mike he he didn't have a great year in 17 but uh he was a very serviceable started good starting pitcher in the big leagues and had been um, and he, I've got nothing but great things to say about him, but I can't say anything bad about Houston either. So um, that's between him and Houston. But the sign thing, going back to it, I don't have a problem with it. I think that, uh, you know, it is what it is, and, and you're in the big leagues, and you need to be using a, a more efficient sign system. I agree that's with you. That's all there is to it. I agree with you on that. That was well put, Asher. It yeah. was. Thought I, out. I can tell you that the pitchers that I have known, I have known a couple of guys that pitched in the majors, and them motherfuckers are going to be awful confused with all that plus one, minus two shit. You I think feel like so? Asher's baseball IQ is higher than mine. Yeah, because some, some of the guys I know that pitched, uh-uh, they, they're like, they wouldn't be fuck con- that. They wouldn't be confused. <laughs> just they, give, just give me the second one. <laughs> no, they know better than that. And I've had guys get my signs before. I've played other teams that's had buddies on them. They're like, dude, we we knew what you were throwing for an inning. And it wasn't from something that I was doing. It's maybe I came in with the runner on second base, and the yeah. catcher comes out, and I'm like, dude, Let's just go second sign. And I stuck with it, and I got so locked into my game plan and executing. They picked up on it. They started relaying it. And that's my fault. I come back if I get my tits lit because somebody's got my (laughs) sign. That's my responsibility as a pitcher at this level to understand that guys – dude, hitting's fucking hard. Yeah. And they're going to look – even if they know it's coming, it's still hard. So – to even know a fastball is coming or know a breaking ball is coming, a well-executed pitch is still the hardest thing to do. I'd argue with anybody in the world, the hardest thing to do in all of professional sports. And for hitters to try to take advantage of that and and prey on something that I wasn't like cognizant, 
cognizant of that is my mistake playing at that level and not being prepared enough with my catcher to say, hey, we've got to mix it up right here. Or noticing, like, God, they are on everything I'm throwing. <laughs> like, I just threw him two straight breaking balls, and then I threw him a heater, and he's, like, dead on it, like, fouls it straight back. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And that was a well-located pitch. So I've had it happen. I've had buddies tell me after the game, like, dude, you need to change your sign-up. We've played you three series in a row. Every time you come in, you just tell the catcher second time. <laughs> because I just – I don't want to deal with it. I hate trying to focus and being like, okay, yeah. are we doing third time, fourth I'm like, fuck it. Just go second sign. Even if he knows it's coming. Kind of like you said, you're like, fuck it. Just throw it. Just but throw it. at the end of the day, with really, really good hitters, that's really not what you need to be doing. But well, – Back when Nolan Ryan you know. played and they'd always just throw the one sign up. They'd throw the, the middle heat. finger up if uh, somebody got too comfortable in the box and then throw it at somebody's head at 100 <laughs> miles an hour. The catcher give them the middle finger. They know, like, all right, we're about to like Randy get jo up in his kitchen. Like Randy Johnson, he was going to throw you the heat almost every time. Oh, Randy Johnson had a wipeout slider, though. So what would happen, he's throwing from an arm slot like this and a left-handed hitter hit the fastball, fastball, fastball. Anyway, he'd throw a slider – off that same fastball plane and a left-handed hitter and it started his back and he'd think he's going to hit him and he'd buckle up and it'd end up being right the down problem the was strike back in his younger days he would hit seven to ten people a game <laughs> and at 100 miles an hour that hurt have you ever seen that video uh you know john crook the guy yes. played for the field have you ever seen the video of him the all-star game i think it was the all-star game and he went dude i think he was like sitting up there sitting dead red on fastball and randy johnson threw him three just wipeout sliders and he's like all three of me buckles and at the end he just takes his hat off like bows and like flips it and he's like you know what like tip your hat to you like fuck this that was the most uncomfortable bat i've ever had I just get me out of the box dude that was terrible whatever happened you know? to john crooks he playing softball somewhere man he was he was on baseball tonight for a while, yeah. you know. Um, but he had, yeah, a, he had a good personality. He looked like he yeah, seemed he like a okay. beer drinking regular type of yeah, guy. Yeah, I think he was all right. So, as a professional athlete, you hear this all the time. Like, oh, right now, uh, Dak Prescott is coming up on, and everybody's like, he should take a hometown discount. <laughs> That's the, so the, funny. The Cowboys, they wouldn't fucking, you know. I mean, they have. It's, dude, it's just they, a, they have it's a no loyalty. It, it's all business. It's a hundred percent business. And, you know, it was kind of like the Bryce Harper thing. People was like, oh, you know, let's stick it to Bryce Harper. <clears throat> national Dude, it's like, dude, Bryce Harper went out and got paid what a team was willing to pay him. Right. And he has set up. What are you doing over there, Jess? His, his family and his grandkids and his grandkids' <laughs> grandkids. Um, and he, paid. He, he got paid. He got paid what he him and his agent felt like he deserved or had earned and he got it and people's like oh you know there's no loyalty you came up with the nationals it's like dude if you think for a second the nationals had any loyalty to him as a person uh it ain't happening but how many bad years because do you think the, the problem to put up with bryce harper two, two bad years and they base, baseball's different though because everything's guaranteed they can't cut you i mean they can but they gotta pay you still they gotta pay you where football's different like if the cowboys believed in dak prescott i truly believe this Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. He gets he's he's better than I give him credit for because I hate the Cowboys. But he's a good solid quarterback. Do I think he's a top five guy? No. no. But I don't think Jerry Jones and them think he is either because if they did, they would have locked him up a long time ago. Yeah. They would rather him play out this year, franchise tag him, play him that year, franchise tag him again. Then if he's doing it, they're going to pay him some money. But they know that offensive line's getting not as good. I I just don't think they really think Dak's that good. That sounds pretty similar to like what people do in baseball. Whenever you reach a uh, a player reaches what's called arbitration, yes, 
and what happens is you go to and you you come to a figure the so the team um so i think this is after like three years of service time of making big league minimum so what happens is before you hit free agency you go to arbitration and what happens is the the uh, front office they look at your numbers compared to around the league so if you're a second baseman um you know they look at your body of work and they compare it to all the other second basemen and they look at you know salaries and where everybody's at and they said okay next year we're going to pay you this based on um the production of the second basemen in the american league or whatever so then a pitcher or sorry a pitcher the second baseman comes back with his agent and he says you know what like they're offering you know seven million next year i think um based on our production yeah i think 11 million is is more what we're after so then if maybe the club will come back and say okay we'll give you eight five or um, be like negotiating maybe maybe for a house you know but what happens is if you can't come to an agreement you go to an arbitration hearing so your agent comes and fights for you the team they fight against you so in these hearings you've got a team that you've been employed by that you've come up by and i've heard they get so nasty in those meetings they come up with stuff anything they can do to take money out of your pocket they'll everything that you've ever done that they didn't like everything and they bring every bit of it and they will try to bury you to save that money and then what happens is a player they might lose the hearing or they might win the hearing but i've i've had rooms where guys have walked in that have lost an arbitration hearing and they're like you know what i'm gonna suck it up i'm gonna play this year and then when free agency comes that's it. I'm going to fuck these dudes sideways. <laughs> you know, like I, I I don't got any loyalty to these guys. They like we 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 uh I, I wanted 9 and they wanted uh 75 and they wouldn't even do 8. You know, and then so then they came to this arbitration hearing and they said everything they didn't like about me, every reason why I should only get 7 or 75 or whatever it was, like everything you can think of, just just nasty. Sounds and uh, they're like, you know what? So you play, you settle in, in that hearing, and that's what you play for that season. And then the team, they can try to lock you up before you hit free agency, and you're like, I remember, you know, I remember <laughs> what happened hearing. in arbitration. And you know, never know, maybe the number's right, and you like it, and you're like, all right, you know, I'll stick with them. It happens. But there's a lot of other guys that say, you know what, like, I'm out of here. As soon as I hit right. free agency, I'm freaking out of here because these guys – they, they, they just they don't care about you. It's the hometown discount, all that. That's that's a freaking joke. That's <laughs> so how does a player win an arbitration hearing? So if you're wanting seven, if they're wanting to give you seven five, and you're wanting nine, their agent presents all the reasons why you should make nine million dollars. The arbitrator say, gives it to the win, but to the but player. but if the numbers because you the the team makes this number based off of what other second basemen are making and the production. So, like, the numbers should be pretty rock solid, shouldn't no, it? No. Um, no, because, look, you've got guys <clears throat> that are still making – some of your top producing guys might be still under under their, you know, uh, year one or year two of playing right. in the big league. So, they're still making, you know, league minimum 550 or 570 or 600, 620, maybe something like that. Well, they might be some of the top producing guys, but they don't really have a number – to go off of maybe for something like look at a guy like I don't know have you heard of Pete Alonso the the kid that came up with the New York Mets and he was like the uh, National League I think he was like the rookie year hit like 50 something homers well this was like his first full season in the big leagues well if, if Pete Alonso was going to to free agency next year after the year he had right now he'd probably be making you know 
I don't know, $25 million a year. But he's going to make $650,700 next year. So, no, the numbers are not completely rock solid because, I mean, you might have a guy like Jose Altuve and say, okay, well, Jose's a second baseman. This is what he's making. Or maybe you're a third baseman and you say, okay, Alex Bregman or a shortstop Carlos Correa, whatever. And um, or a starting pitcher, and you go through Kershaw, and you go through Scherzer, and you say, well, this is a top of the rotation guy. He's a number one. He needs to be paid accordingly. These guys are making, you know, twenty-eight to thirty-two million a year, and right. or maybe he's a number three, a number four starter. Okay, well, these guys are making, you know, twelve to sixteen million a year. So you come with your figure, their figure. Sometimes it's closer than others, and the hearing doesn't get too nasty. They're able to settle, and it doesn't even go to that, and they just settle on a number. Maybe the um they say you know what we, there's too big of a gap right here and both sides and neither of them will fold and you go to so can you to, settle like could you say so seven five and nine in this meeting could you say well, well eight's five eight is good uh, we'll no, do you, eight you settle before this the hearing so in the hearing it's either you're paying them seven five or Either you're paying what the team wants to pay or you're paying what the player wants it. From my understanding, yes, yeah, there's what, not a middle ground. You, there's no middle ground no, in no. these meetings. The arbitrator decides it. Once you go to an arbitrator, it's an outside arbitrator. They come up with a decision because it wasn't long ago, and I don't have the player's name even, but there was like an $8 million discrepancy between what the pl- club wanted to yeah. play and what the player and the player won. I can't remember And everybody's doing their homework. <clears throat> I mean, they, these people that are representing the team, they're doing an extensive amount of homework, finding every reason why you shouldn't get paid that. Your agent, he's working his ass off for every reason why you should get paid that. I mean, he could bring up a fact, be like, "Look, man, with guys in scoring position, um, with two outs in the inning, my my guy hit five sixty seven on the season, right. you know, or or his on base percentage or uh, his OPS on base plus slugging, or it, you know, it was in the top three in the league, or um, you know, so they're they're coming with the, the heat, you know, all the reasons why you should get paid that and. You know, the representing club is doing the exact opposite, all the reasons why you shouldn't get paid that. It's got to be hard to hear that, like to hear of just everything, like, oh, you well, know. Well, hear all what? the negative stuff yeah, the about negative you shit. with a team that you've come up with when you, you know, were maybe a minor leaguer or just a kid, maybe out of high school, and then you think these people, this front office, they really care about you and they. Because they'll tell you that, like, oh, man, we want you here forever and, you know, pump you full of all that shit. Well, that's hoping whenever you get to free agency, whenever they come with an offer, you. Yeah, I'll stick around. You know, <laughs> they don't want you shopping around and finding out that the Yankees will pay you three or four million dollars more a year on a five-year deal. You know, how'd that door come open again? Ollie, slam it! My goodness, put, kill him up and then put him in there. All right, let's jump into some waterfowl hunting stuff. My my head hurts from all that. I I didn't need a good agent. I know that much. You'd have gotten taken advantage of. <laughs> Fuck! I don't know what Asher just said. <laughs> well, let's, let's 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 get off of it then. All right, Asher, where you been hunting at? You been to Canada? Have you hunted in the U.S. yet this year? Um, no, I haven't. This is my first hunt in the U.S. Uh, spent some time in four provinces of Canada. Went to uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Ontario, and Manitoba. I uh, had some awesome trips up there. A lot of good duck shoots, specs, you know, jumbo honkers, some little ones some less lessers um killed a few snow geese um looked like they had a pretty good hatch from from spending some time up there the ross geese look like looked like they're gonna have a a banner year but um spent some time in canada and uh this is kind of um the start of of my united states 
tour. Your U.S. <laughs> tour. With, so, uh, with a guy that doesn't speak no English. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we've got a friend here um, connected with him from Argentina probably, I don't know, a year ago. Started talking on social media, and uh, we got him. I talked to Jeff, and I said, hey, what if we could, if I could get him to come up, could he join us? And, you know, Jeff was all on board for it. So uh, he's been really excited about this trip. And uh, so we got a friend up. We got Nick here with us doing photos and videos. We got Kate here doing photos and videos with us. So we're uh, we're stacked. We're, we're rocking and rolling. And this is, uh, you know, it's already been busy, but it's it's really, really about to crank up. Now, this guy speaks no English at all. None. I bet no. Nick and him on the ride home, I thought that was a very interesting start. Yeah, he said right from the pick up uh, at Wichita Falls, he said it was the uh, first 15, 20 minutes where <laughs> they were uh, something. Nick Nick didn't know, did he, that he didn't speak English? Nick said he was full-blown no. story mode. And he's like, <laughs> so this fucker don't talk to yeah. And like He was just giving him that nod, yeah. and then finally Nick's like, oh, fuck, he didn't speak English. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, then he got the Google Translator going, and they're rocking and rolling from that point forward. Nick said he's handing him his phones. Yeah. Well, I was watching him at lunch today, and he just sits there, and he just laughs at everybody's stuff, and I'm thinking, he'd be like me in China or some shit with my people talking. I'd be like, these motherfuckers, I know they're talking about yeah, me here. That's what shit. I was thinking about. Like, imagine being in another country, and you don't understand their language, and it's just you. Now, let me ask you, if you were in Mexico, Zach, and you're doing this, you'd think, the motherfuckers going to take me out here and roll me somewhere, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. And he's not yeah. has to worry about that here. No. Well, we've been talking on Instagram I mean, for a year and sending videos back and forth. So even though we've never, you know, looked each other in the eye and shook each other's hand, we had a pretty good idea of what kind of person we were dealing with. I knew he was going to be a fun guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's he keeps super up nice. with Is yeah, he an outfitter there? He is, yeah. He runs a business. I was talking to him last night. Uh, they've been doing it for uh, about 30 years, wow. his dad. It's a pretty pretty amazing, amazing deal they got going down there. They um, There's you know no limits, but he said they pr- typically do about 25 birds a person, ducks. What, what are they shooting? They're shooting um, a, a variety of ducks down there. They're shooting those yellow – Yellowtail pin or yellow pin tails, those rosy bills, uh, sil- silver teal, um, uh, cinnamon teal, those Chilean widgeon. They got, I mean, you go down there, you're, you you better be ready for a, a hefty taxidermy bill because it <laughs> is impressive. And I, I asked him, I, you know, I said, <clears throat> you, you know, do you kill your 25 a person every, you know, how, how many days do you kill your limit? And he's like confused. And he's like, every day yeah. <laughs> you know like every day That's i'm like you know four guys question. five guys yeah it don't matter man when, when does their season start down there so they're basically exact opposite of us here so um you know the the middle of their winter is going to be um may june july i think it really is like red hot middle of june through july that's like their that's their you know their time where they're really putting the pedal to the metal but um you know i was asking about it it's it's full service you know lodging food um they, they whale on them pretty good but you know they can you know bait them down there uh god love them yep. you know they can do some pretty cool stuff no limits baiting them electronic collars 
He did. Uh, he did not understand our American <laughs> our American laws. No, he uh, he laughed whenever yeah. we told him the limits on he speckle said. bellies. He's like, "Man, limits are for pussies." Yeah, what is, you know, what like, is this? What's a limit? <laughs> a limit? What is that? Yeah. Uh, the sky's the limit in Argentina. That's right. But he uh, he looked like he was just eating it up this morning. The speckle yeah, bellies. He, he was, was having a good time. He was feeling it. So uh, birds worked great. So put did. put on a good show for us. I do like speckle bellies early because they will put on a put on a show for you they're fun man they um we had them doing it right and uh, i mean they were gosh early you just we were even just kind of messing around with them weren't even you weren't even really trying just because you knew you were going to kill them mm-hmm. um and it was you know it was it was too easy we had i don't know 16 ish guys and uh it happens pretty quick you know whenever the lessers aren't here and full you know full force um you know the the specs well they start coming early and it's just they just open the floodgates as as the 10 15 minutes go by and i don't know i think it was 7 30 and i was on instagram live and we were already wrapped up <laughs> seeing what's weird is last night there were a lot of snows in that field and i didn't see many snows in our field but the one north of us yeah, we're probably going to tomorrow i think what happened is we were kind of looking at it and it looked like those snows their flight line looked yeah, like it was it about a quarter to our left it, yeah. and um you know so we didn't have a lot of those come over but they're you know they're such a secondary i mean we, yeah. we're coming down here to kill specs and you get into some snows, it's fun, but man, this early spec hunting down here is, you know, I was telling Nick and them, or not Nick, but Kay. What, what is like, Jeff what doing? What are you that doing, Jeff? I'm trying to turn my um, damn phone off. <laughs> Quit fucking with I it. I can't. I'm trying to, I've got people texting me. I, I'm working right now also, besides mm. doing this wonderful podcast. Sound like podcast. you're watching a video. No. Yeah, I you look like you're button. playing on Facebook <laughs> yeah. over there. No. That's twice already. He is working. <laughs> and then he can't <laughs> figure out how to turn it off. <laughs> No, well, he said he was working. <laughs> Sounds like Fox He's on his News Facebook newsfeed. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh, Jeff's mentally checked out, so we'll just the three. I'm of us listening will to the whole thing going on. I'm trying to. I'm actually texting we Meg. Can, we can tell. from Boss is what I'm doing about our giveaway. Hello, okay. Meg. Meg okay. from Boss. Yes. You can wait thirty minutes. So anyway. Anyway. Yes, Asher. The specs. That was fun. You were telling Nick and uh, and the guys. Okay, no, I was just telling them like, man, when you know they when they get off the off the roost and they start coming man the numbers they have down here and especially this time of year it's it's impressive now I mean, back to you said they went to the left of y'all the the snow geese were they were on a straight look like they're coming off yeah. the different roots because yes. they were not coming over no this. yesterday they come over and dumped into that field today they went further to the east and they would come straight across and dumping right in there and then it was coming on the back side yeah, of us too they took a different line Really? And they were going right where they were going to go. And they also went in that field again last night, too, because yeah. those guys were moving hay last night. And they had a little bit of well, We had it. plenty of fun. So it was quick. Where uh, you don't have to, to – well, yeah, you do. Where, where's been your favorite hunt so far this year up in, up in Canada? Where'd you, burn, where'd you burn them up the best? Man, all of them were so good. It's hard to pick one. Um, you know, we went over to Alberta, and, you know, you can – kill i think what eight darks up there person and just burn them down uh, hunted with brendan hudson mm-hmm. alberta waterfowl outfitters and that was it was spectacular uh, i spent some time with um you know my friends we we go up and do a little freelance trip every year and um man we had an awesome time with with specs and lessers and cranes and and ducks and then we over in ontario it was it was uh, I don't want to say giants. They were more of like a mid-interior type size Canada geese. 
and uh, hunting them a lot of grass fields, a lot of alfalfa, stuff like that. And man, they were doing it right. Uh, that so, was with apex waterfowling, and which then we went is, to Manitoba hunting. Which is your giants. favorite province to go to? You can factor in everything, the scenery, just Man. just everything. He's trying to be politically correct. No, 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 no. I mean, just take no, take the I hunting mean, out honestly, of it. Like, if oh, you had, oh, take the hunting out. Yeah, of Yeah, just it? which one is it? Saskatchewan? Is it Alberta? Is it Ontario? Man, Manitoba? Like, which one do you think is, is like? Yeah, you it's know hard what? to go against Saskatchewan, just because I've got the most experience right. there. Um, I, I like Manitoba overall. I think. Uh, I like it. They've got a few more restrictions, um, which leads to less pressure and less BS. Um, Alberta's an absolute gem as well. It's incredible. Uh, dark geese, ducks. Um, but it's hard for me to go against Saskatchewan just because I, I know it so well. And we have so many outfitters that run in all, in all these provinces, but Saskatchewan, they're, you know, we've got good outfitters just littered in saskatchewan <laughs> so uh it's hard for me to go against against that scenery the the grain fields it's beautiful it's flat um i like the hills and stuff but it's for a change of pace just being able to see forever away is pretty cool are you are you running for president or anything because that was about a political answer <laughs> if i've ever heard it you, why was that positive about everybody <laughs> well because all of them were so awesome you know we were shooting jumbo mega huge honkers in in manitoba in the snow we're hunting in grass fields in ontario and it's like 50 degrees and mild beautiful just hammering them and then alberta with the dark geese the specks and the lessers was it was like this except you can kill a few more yeah uh it wasn't this quick uh it wasn't quite this quick they took a little bit longer to get up over there uh wasn't as you know wasn't as quick but uh, the numbers are astonishing. I mean, they're like here, that time of year. And then, of course, Saskatchewan, I mean, it, it speaks for itself. It is what it is. So, honestly, I, I can't say anything bad about any of them. I've had such a good experience in all four of them. Um, are the people different? Like, when you go from state to state here, your things are different. Do you notice much difference in the people between the four bit. provinces? Yeah, a little bit. Have you hunted in Quebec yet? No, close to it, but no. Yeah, because I wonder if that whole colony's French. That's what I was wondering. Mostly. Or not colony, what do they call them? Uh, province. Province. Most, uh, from my understanding, most of the people that I've interacted <laughs> with through Dive Bomb are, are that are from Quebec, that are ordering decoys from us, are, are French. So the thing everybody wants to know, when are the floaters going to be here? Oh, that's a big question. That's a big <laughs> question. Everybody's wanting um, to know. Got pushed back because, listen, officially, we're about quality here. Officially, we won't be releasing them uh, this year. So those ten dozen that you brought up here, we're going to shoot. Nobody knows about. That's all on the download. That's right. right. Okay. That's right. Uh, between the four of us here, officially, um, we'll release them in the late spring, early summer, yeah. twenty twenty. They'll be ready to go for for fall twenty twenty. We want to make sure everything's right. First go around is is teed up, dialed in. We we've got plenty of good products that we needed to to keep in stock ready to go out the door right now this time of year um and and not just the floaters but we've had some other products that have been backed up as well um, but it's a good problem to have i mean we're still a small company and um so we we've experienced a few delays and i've posted updates and stuff on social media to keep people updated on why they said well you told me six weeks six weeks ago and uh 
you know, I I just try to make people understand that that being direct to consumer and doing the things the way we do it, it's not just like a Rogers Sporting Goods where we're like, oh, we'll have more in two right. weeks or yeah. three weeks. It's Plus, like we're working on a new product here. This is our thumbprint is directly on these products, and we got to make sure they're dialed in. We're not prematurely releasing anything to the public before we can completely believe in in it ourselves. Uh, we have never done that, and we. We're not going to start doing it now. We could could we rush them out and sell them all out right now? Of course 100%. we could. Yeah, everybody's waiting on them, but that's it's not the goal. We we're we're good with what we've got right now, and we know the dive bomb people are willing to wait for the quality that they expect from us, and they understand that, and we're okay with that. You you know what I noticed about y'all? Y'all have really good customer service. It's funny when you get that one knob though that's on Facebook that just completely doesn't get it. I mean, you deal with hundreds and hundreds of orders. Something happens every once in a while. You say, hey, we screwed up here. Let me fix this. And some people that's never good enough with. Mm -mm. They just, by gosh, they think that you, it's like a personal vendetta against them. And I I don't get that. What I'm trying to say is hats off to y'all because y'all have great customer service. Are we going to get some widget silhouettes? Yes. Bingo. Yes. Well, it's like in the hunting business. You guys, you take somebody out today. Say you had five or six guys right there. You could have been done in less, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. They'd have been mad because they were done too soon. Yeah. Or you can sit out there and not kill limit. Well, you're mad because I didn't kill limit. We had okay. that happen. They were mad. We shot Mad because you were done too soon. I wanted to stay in the field longer. So, I mean, there's some people yeah. you can't win. We doesn't do matter what a, you, it doesn't matter what you do. We do give an asshole of the year award away every year. <laughs> oh, well, if I could give an you asshole of the that. year award away, I could give about a... About a hundred assholes. <laughs> you should of make the year. you should make That's it a, a lot public assholes, deal. Man. A lot of assholes, man. But for all the assholes we've got, got we've got more. freaking ten thousand that are yeah. freaking ride or die, fully supportive of what we've got going on. And most of the assholes are typically affiliated in some way with somebody else, right. and they they uh, they don't like to see the growth of another company or maybe coming in and doing something better than what they're doing or who they're affiliated with is doing and they just it burns them up and it's typically not somebody that's a, a true customer of ours anyway so it doesn't matter if i hurt their feelings i i can tell you this and and, and i'm in a small a small group there's a lot of people that have hunted their whole life that's 50 years old that i'm a huge member of that. there's not very many people that have been in the hunting business as long as we have very few people to be honest with you and in my time of being in the hunting business i have seen in, in my second or third year we were as big outfitters anybody in the country is have I not seen any company that has come in in the hunt business and kind of revolutionized what's going on that has such a big following? <clears throat> I've seen some guys that, that – it's usually a splinter deal. You know, There's they, they, they come in real quick, and they've got a big section of the, the market, and this company here has got a big section. But it's been a long time since anybody's come in this business that's taken such a huge volume of the business and the support and have the people that are riding the coattails as y'all have. And well, that, and, and that's it, true. it comes from getting, like I was telling somebody this morning, it comes from, one, the way we market it and the way we push our product, but getting it in the hands of the right people and getting the right people using it. Like, you guys were early in our extreme growth uh, when we really started growing fast. You guys were early on that. And, and um, you know, I've told you before that you guys been have been a, a huge part of, of, of our growth, especially in this area. Um, and, and all over, even the podcast, it's been awesome, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it now. I'll say it a million times. We didn't 
people say, oh, you just try to act like you invented silhouettes. <laughs> I'll never, ever try to act like I invented silhouettes. They started hunting silhouettes in the 1930s. They've been using them forever. After they started, stopped being allowed to use live birds, they started using silhouettes. 28, 29. We didn't invent silhouettes. We'll never claim to have invented silhouettes. People say, oh, well, they just made them cool. Yeah, we kind of have made them cool, but what else have we done is we've made it, the product better. We've made it uh, stronger. We've made it more affordable. Uh, we've made them reliable where you can run them day in and day out no matter the conditions. But what we've done is we've revolutionized the way people can use this product. We show multiple ways in multiple situations and scenarios that you can use this product and use it successfully and we've done something that nobody else in the industry has done. Put that on top of our marketing, um, our product itself, which is as quality as it gets. We have the best price. And then you look around and you see the outfitters like yourselves and some of the others I've mentioned, plus another, you know, over 100 that run our stuff day in and day out all over the world. It makes it hard to go against us. When you look at our competitors that have been doing the same crap forever, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're going to try to make some silhouettes. This, these are hot right now. It's yeah. like you making silhouettes, it, that's not going to hurt us. Like we've we've revolutionized this game. Like you should be actually thanking us, some of these silhouette companies that have been around, because we've helped them sell more decoys because people are like, oh, I've been a fan of this brand for a long time, and now these guys have kind of – shown how we can use them but i don't really want to buy from them because i don't maybe really like their style <laughs> or something so i'm going to buy silhouettes from these other people you know so honestly i think we've done them a favor um perfectly honest with you people say oh well you know you've you know taken silhouette sales and you guys have it all and i'm like honestly we've probably helped some of these other companies out because i you know i know they were getting stagnant but what we've done is we've just created a way better product than any of them have People's like, oh, you know, get off your high horse or whatever. It's just the truth. It is what it is. We've created a better product. Put them side by side, any of them. It's a better product, and the best in the game are using it. And you can't argue with the results that are getting put up day in and day out. You just can't. Whether you like us, you don't like us, or you're indifferent, the best in the industry are running them, <laughs> and that speaks volumes. When they've got clients that are paying premium dollars to come hunt with them, and they're running over our product, they're trusting our product to put food on the family, you know, food on the table for their family. Why would anybody say, oh, well, you know, I'm only hunt 15 or 20 times a year. I hunt two, three times a year. Like, what would your holdup be? Right. <laughs> You're like, these people, they're the best priced. They're the best looking. They're the most durable. And the best are running them. What, I mean, what more can you ask for? So, like I said, we didn't invent silhouettes, never claimed to, but we have reinvented the way that they can be used and we've got them in the hands of the best in in the business well in competition like I, i'm thinking of some of the other silhouette companies that have been around for a long time like they're coming out with new shit now you know right. they're kind of reinventing they haven't done anything in 10 years exactly <coughs> they got oh, stagnant we, we better do something exactly right. like so you know i mean you've helped the industry just in the in comp you know whether whether somebody likes dive bomb or not like you guys have created a wave that other companies are going to try to ride. So maybe there is a product that, that this consumer yeah. can get all of a sudden. And people say like, Oh, well, you get offensive because, um, somebody else made a silhouette or I'm like, I, we're not offensive that somebody else made a silhouette. They're just, that's just 
capitalism. They're yeah. they're working off of a product that's successful, and they're like, hey, we want a piece of this pie, even though, unfortunately, we've already got the entire pie. <laughs> they're like, we want a piece of this pie. Well, that's okay. But it's whenever they come, like the you saw the other day, and people want to they want to say something or start chirping we're not the kind of guys that are going to sit back and and be like oh we'll just wear it that's cool you know i'll be like no you're wrong (laughs) and we'll call you out and we don't care you know we don't care because we know our audience they appreciate how we are yeah yeah i'll never try to be politically correct i don't sugarcoat stuff i won't try to sell a product to somebody i don't believe in i'm not going to try to make if I think somebody can get away in their hunting situation with 10 dozen V2Fs and two bags, I'm not going to try to sell them on 30 dozen V2Fs and two and four bags right. to try to make more money. I don't. We don't have to. Our products sell themselves, you know. But if some other companies want to come forward and they got something to say, we can let them have it. <laughs> and our audience will sure be glad to let them have it because they're just like us, man. We're hunters. We go out. We hunt. We have fun. We like to grind. We get our ass kicked just like everybody else. We're not afraid to admit it. And the other people, they want to do all the goody-goody buddy pals, you know, kick ass, hunt every single time out, cinematic bullshit. That's cool if it works for them, but that's not us. And, uh, you know, if they don't like it, that's okay. (laughs) I think think reality is a positive for people because it makes people realize, like, if we have a hard day and we talk about it on the podcast, you know, we had a hard hunt today, blah, blah. People relate to that because they go through the same shit. Hard hunts are going to happen. No, but mm-hmm. it's, it, it, we use a football analogy. The New England Patriots. The only people that like New England Patriots are New England Patriot fans because everybody gets hate, sick of it because it's not, they don't ever have nothing bad happen. Right. There's no adversity. Real life don't happen that way with most people. No. So when we talk about the real shit that happens, you know, we got stuck today. We didn't have to kill a lot of birds. There's no Whatever the fuck it is. And so that's the way it is in decoy business. Well, you, you wouldn't guys. believe the number of people that I got messages from. I posted a video a couple of weeks ago when we were in Manitoba. We got our asses beat. We shot two birds all day. Hunted our asses off. It was terrible. And I made a video. I was it's like, hunting. I was like, you know what? Like, you ain't got to post a pile pick every day and show everybody what a badass you are or all your followers how cool you are. Because it doesn't doesn't always happen like this. I'm going to just show you the reality of what happens. I showed our two geese, hunted all day, killed two geese. I bet I had no less than 150 messages that people were like, damn, like that makes me feel way better about <laughs> yeah, myself because right. all I ever see is like limits and limits. Nobody posts anything unless it's a mega stack mm-hmm. anymore. Don't get me wrong, man. I love posting a great pile pit. Who doesn't? But the reality is it don't always work like that. And we'll be the first to tell you it don't work like that. You know, if if we burn them down, awesome. Hopefully we burn them down again tomorrow. But if we don't, somebody calls and asks how you did today, I'm like, oh, you know, we, we did pretty good, or, or oh, you know, we, we got our birds, or this. And I'll be like, man, we freaking sucked. You know, they they changed plans on us, and we took a fat shutout, ate a fat <laughs> shit sandwich, or like we like to say. So um, that's just reality. I, no kidding. I bet 150 people messaged were like, could you post stuff like that more often? I was like, I sure hope not. Cause that means I'm getting my ass kicked <laughs> yeah. all the time. But I said, Hey, I'll never, I'll never be fake with you. That's one thing I won't be. I said, I, I will be real with you. You know, we'll tell you what we're thinking, how we're feeling. If we got a product delay, this, that, the other, you know, we'll do our best to make it right. Oh, Bubba, tell you the truth, be upfront with Bubba you. Bubba went home, went in the bedroom, slapped his wife on the ass. It's like, hell yeah. She's like, what's got into you? 
Ash and them shot two birds today. In, in, said, in Canada, yeah. where it's me, easy. Me and your fucking brother, we only killed three the other day. That's so right. fuck that. We beat them back. I'm telling but, you, but it's, the it's honest. I posted a picture. We had a zero last year, and I took a picture of Bear Ground. I said, here's our hunt from today. And just kidding about it. And I had people the same way. People message. Y'all, you're honest about it. Well, fuck yeah. We have we get our teeth kicked in sometimes. Our first day with you in Oklahoma last year, we got our ass whooped that morning. Yes, we did. Because it was a duck hunt. It was a duck hunt. The ducks went to the north Oh, field. that's exactly yeah. right. They sure did. It was a bad hunt. Then the afternoon, we kicked their ass out. Yeah, we, went, yeah. we shot them pretty well, it's good. It's just like the family stuff you see on Instagram, Facebook. Stuff. I mean, look at every family, and it looks like it's a, it's a you know, it's just wonderful all the yeah. time. All the kids are dressed all perfect. All They're matching. Family. They're all mm-hmm. smiling. Everybody's smiling. They look happy. That's all you ever see. So people start feeling shit about their life and themselves because they're thinking about their kids that are crying and they're dirty with shit in, know, their shit in their diaper. And they look up and they're like, my life's a fucking wreck. Well, what they didn't see 10 minutes before the picture was the kid that had the shit in the diaper and, you yeah. know, having to threaten them with, with death to get them to look at the camera and everybody in their matching clothes. But you, you don't see that stuff. I, I think that social media has probably made probably made depression rates go way way up oh, if i was guessing just because you think everybody else is yeah. doing so much better than you are doing you know their life is going better than you in reality it's just like yeah. all the guys on instagram all the huge pile pig well i'm the baddest killer in the world but then you meet them in person yeah. you're like this dude's been hunting for two years andy <laughs> and i talked about this yeah. on a podcast a while back it's, social media gives you such a false reality of what, no what, what shit's really like well when we talked about it in the blind today just uh we were talking about yeah a family <laughs> yeah and it's just like you think they got all their shit together yeah. and then two years later they're fucking divorced yeah. kids Run, running head. around on her he's got a you know a side piece and yeah she's smiling yeah. big as day yeah. with her husband they uh, date night you mm-hmm. know big uh yep. sushi night mm-hmm. and he's got him a side piece over on the side and it's mm-hmm. like you don't see that you don't no. know that stuff and well, I'm, I'm not saying everybody's doing that we're just giving a you know giving an example of, of the the false reality that we get caught up in and things are not the what same thing in waterfowl always. man yeah. it's same way in waterfowl it's all smoke and mirrors you're right is all it, it is yeah. but, but i try to be as real as i can and and it is important to show now listen i'm not gonna show you know if i get fucking seven days in a row i'm not gonna yeah. show you every seven day but right. i'll show you a couple i mean i think i think you know people followers knowing that this shit happens to us and to y'all that that you know motivates me in a way because a guy that's trying to get started or something like that fucking keeps getting his ass whipped and keeps getting his ass and he keeps seeing pile pics and he's like fuck this i suck like i'm right i see i see some guys post some shit that are outfitters or they should be embarrassed the shit they post though i mean they are they talk so much shit they're bad for the industry they they give it the black eye they make people think all outfitters are pricks just douchebags and the crap that they do, and that they oh we shot another limit today, and we we knocked them out in fifteen minutes. Yeah. And that's bullshit, because they only post pictures of the good days, and then they never ever let reality of what happens. But it burns their ass when people go on a hunt with them, and they're like, whoa, that ain't the same shit they're telling about every day. Right. Yeah. That's know- the thing is is I think the reality side of it. There's reason you've been in business as long as you have. And you know you don't too lazy to you, do anything else. You don't stay, well that, and you don't stay in business that long by accident. When you know when people come and visit, <clears throat> whether you kill them, whether you don't kill them, you don't ever you know set them up for a false expectation. Obviously, when people are, are booking this time of year, you're like hey, you know it's time of year, specs are here. Yeah, could you come out and get burned on specs? Of course you could. It's hunting. You're yeah. still it's still a wild animal. You know you can tell them what to expect, this or that. Well, some people they go to these places that are 
just to get them to book and they promise them the world and then they end up you know maybe not having the best time or things weren't the way that they were told and then they wonder why they you know their rebooking rate is nil or 10 percent you know or you have somebody that does things right and they're like hey man like it's a great time of year for this you come we're gonna work our asses off we're gonna do everything you can and then you're like man i can't believe that guy rebooked with us you know we we didn't even really do that good last year and you look up and he's been hunting with you for 10 or 12 years and i've heard i've heard jeff you know tell guys many a time over the phone you know a guy will call they're coming in two days you know hey how are things going yada yada and jeff's like look it's it's tough right now you mean you know we're not killing a whole lot of birds but we're gonna do the best we can right and they're more appreciative of that other than you know jeff could be like oh yeah we're shooting the piss out of them well and the flip side can be true too just because we burnt just you know oh it can change so today's what day today wednesday i don't even know what day it is today's wednesday if you're coming in on sunday could be totally different totally different you got a front or something between now and then i mean everything changed so i mean everything changes we're gonna have a group within the next 10 days god please 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 let this be right that the canada geese are gonna all be here all at once and we're gonna start shooting candidates it may be tomorrow it may be in a week. It may be two weeks. I don't know. But when it happens, that transition happens. All of a sudden, we shoot. We shoot a full limit. Do with they all the seem to come in a massive? All push? of a sudden, they're just really? here. They're just here. They're just here. Yeah. No kidding. It's it, not like a slow, slow trip. No. Just wake up one day and we start shooting candidates. But but when that happens, that group that shot all candidates, they're gonna be like, shit. We shot all our candidates real fast. The group two days before that is right. gonna be. We shot some. We shot all our specs. We shot a few candidates and some snows. And then they're going to talk to their buddies. God, and those geese showed up in that time. But I don't know. And I get that question all the time. Well, when will that happen? I don't fucking know. Right. We were hoping it was with this. We had two I big fronts back today. to back. I thought we were ahead. We thought today. I told Zach coming into this, I thought the specs were in the bag for us, for sure. I mean, that's looking at the field last night. Specs are in the bag. If we can shoot 10 to 15 Canada's to go along with the 30 specs that we got, 45 birds right i mean even 30 the 30 birds that we put up because we had we had a uh, snow and um that's a good number yeah there's nothing wrong with that number but <coughs> you throw in 15 canadas on top of that and then all of a sudden you're you're touching 50 right a full moon in november a 30 bird hunt's a good hunt for sure especially when it's it, it has been cold but it's supposed to be it's been it was 80 degrees on sunday and here it is on wednesday but we still we've had some good cold weather I expected us to kill a lot more Canada's tonight. I saw more Canada's last night. I saw them when I went. I went to get some firewood or something, and I heard two flocks, big flocks. I don't know where them fuckers are, you know. But but we've got some around. It's just a matter of being in the right spot at the right time. But it, that transition is going to take place here yeah. any, any time. Well, I also think it takes a couple of days for kind of everything to straighten out after a hard cold front like we just had, yep. you know. And yeah. a full moon makes a fucking bird is goofy. Do the are the birds fucked up in the full moon up in Canada in September the way they are here? Uh, not really. No, boy, I tell you, the November full moon is the worst full moon for us all year. Which we didn't experience beaver it moon. this morning. I told Asher though this before the hunt even started. I said, hopefully that didn't fuck us because I mean I've seen it. Hunting can turn off. Or they go different or, ways. Yeah, yeah. They wake up one day. They're like a fucking wom- a redheaded woman on the rag is what they're like. Ooh, Luckily, they read that's the a script. Hairdresser. Yeah. Named Rachel <laughs> or Tiffany. <laughs> Amber Lynn. Oh, that's not good. If she's got two first names, Oof. Abort, abort mission. Watch your piece. <laughs> so you've recently retired. Yep. You that broke, my, broke Dad's to, heart. He was. It did. Oh, he called me. Oh, you know, Asher's retired. Well, I first said, he was like, oh, "I was supposed to tell you, Dad. I forgot to tell you." <laughs> first he was like, "Asher's not playing." I told you I know. to tell your dad. I, let me tell you something. We go with dad. All the what medicine the stuff. Heck? There's so much stuff goes on. It's easy to forget things when dad. 
Okay. But as soon as he did, I was like, oh, I was supposed to tell you, Dad. He had to find out through a face. I was supposed to tell you that three days ago. Well, he wasn't on the roster today. I looked. He's supposed to be pitching tonight. <laughs> Man. I said, maybe he'll bring I his balling glove like and throw the ball around here at the lodge. Four days or five days in advance, like when yeah. I told my family. You sent us all a text. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I sure as hell I did. I told Michelle. And I said, I th- make sure you tell I think we were in Ron. Cancun or somewhere then since I go to Mexico. I feel like Jeff's probably lying. I think no. he, he's full of shit. No, I, seriously, I told did. Shelby. I was like, eh, I, I told Michelle. Asher retired. I told Michelle, but I didn't tell Dad. Do you, you know Dad was a, little, a hell of a little league coach. I mean, his winning percentage was high up there, but he was very uh, not politically correct. He could have been the guy Walter Matthau off of uh, Bad News Bad Bears. News Bears almost. <laughs> he had a he had a right fielder named Goddamn It Scotty, <laughs> and he's Goddamn It Scotty. Pay attention to the game. Goddamn, put your pants on. Don't piss out there, Scotty. <laughs> and and uh, oh, man, he's great, dude. I I was telling I think one of the, I think Zach I told last night. Uh, I bet in the last ten months, maybe. Maybe three days have gone by that I haven't talked to him through Facebook <laughs> Messenger. He, he talks to you more than he does me and Tony, I think. Every, I, every day. Yeah. Every day I talk to him. He, uh, I said, damn, Ron, when the fuck do you sleep, man? I can send you a message at 2 o'clock in the morning or fucking 6, and I have a reply within like three minutes. Yeah, he don't sleep much. Like yeah. I'll see the red icon literally 15 seconds after I send it, and it'll be – at times I get in from an extra inning game, it'd be 1 o'clock, or there'd be times I – you know, maybe uh, wake up to piss or something. Respond to a message, it'd be fucking six. Before I'd even go back to sleep, a damn light would come back on my phone. I was like, when does he sleep, man? I think he just sleeps like a little hour here. But, uh, minutes there. Man, he's, he's, he's great, man. I, uh, I I enjoy talking to Ron. I'm glad he uh, got to kind of follow along the tail end of my baseball career. It would have been pretty fun if he was uh, watching along when I was uh, making my way into the big leagues. But um, – that's pretty cool that he got he, to. He, he's a big fan of yours, and uh, he's been looking forward to this. And then he didn't get a hunt. Dad had a port put in in a main. He office. was fucking hot <laughs> this morning. Oh, he was. I pissed. could tell he was fucking hot when somebody brought that phone over and showed him that. Tony did. He wasn't feeling that shit at all. He wasn't trying to he, hear it. it. It's still like if you look at it, like you can tell, like it's not all the way healed. Yeah. And they put it's basically like a catheter, right, yes. Zach, yeah. in, in your vein. I don't think he'll ever be able to shoot a gun again. And we were like. So all the things that Tony read on the on internet was like that thing could break off, you could bleed to death. It's not a good idea to shoot a shotgun, stick to handguns. And then he told Ron, he's like, "I'll wait and see what my surgeon says." He's, We've had all these medical uh, professionals messaging Jeff like, "Do not let him shoot a yeah. shotgun." Well, and I, I'm gonna wait for Muhammad. He put the fucking thing in. He'll Gail, tell me. Gail made a post. Or yeah, made a comment on dad's Ron's girlfriend, post. Or, or dad's friend, we'll say. Let me friend, friend. Let me pull this up. The Ron, doctor told him he's not supposed to. Ron do this. makes a post about about the whole situation, and that he got a he got a port put in. Yada yada. I was gonna go goose hunt this AM. Tony brought my phone. Anyway, <laughs> basically saying that he that he can't shoot, and he's pissed off about it. Gail, Ron's lady friend that lives in Wichita Falls says, I believe they told you something similar to that at the hospital. <laughs> she was she picked him up whenever he got the She was there in. when he was, she was, she there. was there. So she heard all the doctor's orders. Dad doesn't ever hear those because yeah. I've been with him before. <laughs> Literally what the first comment, I believe they told you something similar to that at the hospital. <laughs> but like he's pissed off about it. like it's our fault. Like he was bitching he was bitching to Jeff. Those, those fucking boys and Tony <laughs> kept me out of the blind today. We were like, no, come with us. 
And the, just hang out. The deciding factor was yeah. if he could shoot. Yeah. He was pissed off because he couldn't shoot. Asher's his good son. <laughs> Heard him tell some other day. He said, yeah, well, Jeff, yeah, he, he was a mayor and a judge. And Tony, yeah, he's an undefeated uh, tough man fighter. And I mean, my youngest son now, Asher, <laughs> now he played in the world. He got a, he's got a World <laughs> Series ring, and he's got to meet President Trump. Oh, uh, 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 Ron, man, he's, he's good as they come. I, I'm really glad I've enjoyed our, our time getting to know each other from the time i met him here last year and over the last year so well he's, he's i don't know what you've done but he fucking loves you yeah, yeah I mean, he does he just i talked to asher today i feel like talked he doesn't like very many people either no i don't think dad dislikes people he just doesn't he, he just don't really put up with a lot of people's shit no yeah. i had a friend of mine that that my dad hated him goddamn but just absolutely could not stand him a little squirrely motherfucker out there so I bet you, yes, sir, and shit, Mr. Stanfield, my ass. <laughs> you know, he hated that shit. shit. Most people would like yeah. love. Oh, he yeah. hates that shit. I don't know what that little fucker's up to you're hanging out with. He called me sir again and Mr. <laughs> Stanfield shit. My name's fucking Ron. But he uh, he doesn't listen well. I was with him at the last doctor's appointment we went to, and they were telling us, giving us time frame and stuff for dad. And dad basically is like the next day, well, you know, he, he didn't say I couldn't live for 10 more years. Oh, no, he didn't. But So there's still a chance, you know. It, it just it's kind of like Jim Carrey on whatever that show was. So there's still a chance he just don't. He only hears what he wants to hear, and I don't blame him. How old is Ron? Dad's seventy. Be seventy six in June. Seventy six. And he's had a good life. He's had a damn good life. He's got to do. I mean, that dad, dad's not going to die with a bunch of money in the bank. There's no doubt about it. But from the time he retired till now, me and Tony have had a hunting lodge. He's been around his grandson's hunt all the time. He's got to do what he wants most of the time. He, he he pheasant hunt, ran the dogs and hunted. He's had a great life, and when he's gone, when he's gone, that's I mean I, I it's gonna be sad, but happy boy. There's not very many people have that kind of lifestyle. I mean they have that life. No, there's not a lot of people he's I know ha- that he's are, a happy man. He is. He's had a great 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 life, and he wants more of it. But it he just can't move no more like he could, and he you know, and there's nothing that ever would have kept him from hunting. He never would have thought nothing about that. And you know, if he would have shot that gun and bled to death and died out there in that goose blind. He would have went out the way he wanted to go out. You better believe it. So maybe he's pissed off at Tony from keeping him out <laughs> the way Maybe that was to. his plan. That, that was his whole plan. Well, he was telling me last night, he's like, yeah, I've decided I'm going to get cremated, put him in some shotgun shells, send me <laughs> off into a big old flock of Canada geese. Yep. That's what boss is going to do. We're going to have his uh, have his cremation put in some shotgun shells. Pretty damn cool. And that'd be a way to go. And he'll be ha- <laughs> and he'll be happy about that. I mean, he will. That's as He's lived a good legacy and, you know, very well thought of. And I've, he... That's going to be weird, though. <laughs> all right, been, all right Ron, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Don't be a dud. <laughs> that is a, a full send there, buddy. <laughs> We're shooting all through your Ron They're today. just fucking raining <laughs> out. Just <laughs> but you know what, what's, what's good about Dad is Dad's been on the podcast a bunch, and we've got a lot of you know different videos and stuff. And stuff in. It made some that, good memories. That there'll be a legacy there for That's right. his great-grandkids to know what he was like. Dad's got a lot of stories. I've enjoyed getting to know him. So what have you got planned for retirement? Work. What are you, what are you doing now? Dive bomb. Dive bomb. Three six. Three sixty five. All day, every day, man. Taking care of my family, being at home. Little league coach. How old your old? How old your old? Little league bleacher coach, maybe. <laughs> You're not gonna get down uh, there and do. Hey, we're chasing the yeah, twos today. Chasing two we're boys. chasing the twos yeah. today, you little fucks. I probably, I probably will yeah. after I see some dork that's coaching him that doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about I'm like look man just just i got it just you're gonna be the roger clemens of your neighborhood huh yeah i probably will i'll probably end up having to step in some kid some 
kid's dad trying to show him how to throw or it's all f- fucked up the guy that couldn't make his high school team and uh, <laughs> all right we're going good the guy that struck you out in little league it'll be the, your kid's little league coach and he'll God be like, didn't strike out well he'll tell his kid that though. struck out twice will be one of them guys that struck you out twice oh i know both the guys that struck me out did you not bat much in high school? Hit. No, hell no. I was a good hitter. <laughs> that was kind of a hit. 490. 490. Senior year. Did you get any hits? I was a good hitter. I was recruited uh, as an outfielder to go in college. Did, did you hit a hit the ball in the majors? Did you get any at-bats? No, I was American League. Never came got an up, at-bat? No, came up in the American League. Yep. That sucked. Did you want to, or were you just like, nah, I'm Dude, good. at this I'm level, good. after taking that much time off, you know, I haven't hit since I was in college. I was 21. Yeah, I hit in college. Um, but I haven't hit since I got drafted and I was 21. Went straight with the Orioles, American League. Nah, you get to this level and you haven't seen live pitching that long. No, not even fun. Not even not fun. Even. <laughs> I mean, some dude just well, to and it's a different level. Rush you back at 96 or 97 and throw a breaking ball from hell and then throw another one. Fucking dotted out or black at 97. It's like, all right, see ya. Go sit down. I, I, I will agree <laughs> you know? with you when you say that the hardest thing to do in professional sports is to hit a baseball. Put any great athlete on any any playing surface and they're going to compete. For the most right, part. But, I, but the, I mean, the hardest you get thing out to of do. Like, you know, you start talking about ping pong and tennis. You know, it's a little different. But, but athletic style, field style sports, put any guy on any field interchangeably. Take a guy like LeBron James, he's going to compete. Put him on a soccer field. Put him on a football field. He's going to compete. He's going to be a dude. Put that dude on the baseball field, he's going to look like a – it's going to be a fucking clown It's show. a different – it's a completely different deal. I agree with you. Even watch him try to go out and catch a fly ball, I mean, it'd like, be a clown show. Like, like Tom Brady isn't playing baseball probably. He well, probably well, Tom he Brady pitch. was a baseball player, though. Well, he could pitch, couldn't he? He was a catcher. Oh, yeah. Was he a pitcher or a catcher? Very good pitcher, I believe. Well, I'm sure he's got a cannon for an arm. I mean, but but he's not going to go up and hit the ball and bat 300. Right. No, no. I mean, it's just – That's what's amazing about Kyler Murray. Man, he's a I mean, this guy's a first-round draft pick in Major League and he's really done a lot better job than I thought he would in the, in, in – He's, he's he's used his brains a lot more. I mean, he's really a good ball player. He hasn't tried to just take over a game like he did in college, and he's he's being real smart about. I didn't think he would lay down on the turf like he does. I figured he'd try to run over people. He's been real smart about yeah. that. He's did, a, yeah, he's an incredible athlete. Did though. you see what uh, Alex Rodriguez told Patrick Mahomes when Patrick was uh, a little kid? Huh? Said, "Do not play football." He did. Yeah. Yep. Because he dad played with played his dad, a rod at Texas. Okay. And he did. He, Pat came up and said, "Hey, because this was when Alex was on top of his game, twenty-five million a year, first year, second year." Said, "Hey, what advice would you have for my son here?" He said, "Don't play football. Wow. <laughs> study math. Isn't that what yeah, he said? Study math. Study and math, and don't ever play and football. Ever play yeah, football. He might end up making more if he would have played baseball. Might yeah. have. I don't know about that, boy. There's no telling what he's guys make, make a lot of money, man. It's good starting pitchers making over thirty million dollars a year right now." That's what work. He, uh, making, how many, how many he's times? gonna be making probably forty-two million a year playing football, probably in two years. That's so his contract's gonna be. Yeah, it's, and you only have to play sixteen games. I mean, you get the hell beat out of you though. Get your brains beat out. Tom Brady's the living deal that that don't happen no more. God, man, what a fucking career. Yep. What's, Can you imagine being a guy like that or like Derek Jeter, where you just hang him up and you just walk the streets, just the biggest big dick ever? <laughs> You know, you go anywhere in New fuck New York, anywhere in the world. I mean, he's he's slept with every like A list <laughs> celebrity known to man. His like starting lineup is flawless of of women he slept with. And incredible career with the New York Yankees, shortstop, captain. 
you know, multiple World Series champion, all-star games, you name it. I mean, he's done it. Like, what is that like when you just hang him up, a guy like fucking Jeter, a guy like Tom Brady? I mean, like. I think you're empty. I do. I, I bet you go through a dark period. Crazy. I bet you. I bet you. I bet that I first know, year man. for Derek I don't know Jeter, about a dark period. Like you're just banging models, and it's just like this. Then it's all over. Well, so his, the music wife, stops. You know, he's got a baby. Does he now? now? I believe Hannah Jeter. There, she was a, a, a model for a Sports Illustrated. Oh, go figure. Now well, I don't know anything about Derek Jeter. In call, was he a high like draft pick or anything? He's a high school draft kid. Number so, one so, pick out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. So Tom Brady, like his journey is even crazier because he was 199th pick in the right. NFL and fucking no, there's no shot of right. him having the career. But just God, man, what a he's just a fucking winner. Where 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 where, where does the, where do you wake up one day and you're okay with your retirement? Like a lot of guys, it's funny because you can see them all has bins like on when you watch Fox Sports One or something around a deal. And they, some of them guys really don't understand that it's over. You can tell when they right. talk. And some of them are really good, and they do commercials or, what, or whatever, just live a happy life. But uh, a friend of mine the other day ran into Walt Garrison. I don't Walt, – Walt Garrison's not in the Hall of Fame, but he was, he's on the Cowboys Hall of Fame, ring at the Fawner, running back, you know, fullback back in the day, and ran into him. And he was watching – he was a sports bar somewhere, and Walt Garrison was there, and the Cowboy game was on – or no, it wasn't Cowboy, it was the Green Bay game when it was snowing the other day against Carolina. And he goes, look at them pussies up there. He said, I played there, and it was five below or ten below zero and blah, 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 blah. And he still doesn't – it's over for him. But he tries to thank him, well, I played, and it was colder than that. Yeah, you you did, and you were a tough guy, but you wouldn't even be able to make a roster these days because the game has changed so much. But had a hard time realizing – but he was almost like bitter about the fact that that someone else is doing the same thing he did. Exactly. Well, people before him were old timers. Probably thought, "Well, look at them, some bitches. They're wearing a fucking face them. mask. They got a face mask. Oh, yeah. we had a rubber fucking hat. Yeah, it's just a different. <laughs> it's a different game and a different so, life. So, how do you feel with your retirement? Um, it's hard to say right now because this is the time of year that I wouldn't. Right. I'd be in my off season anyway. Uh, ask me in March <laughs> when it starts warming up. Guys are hitting the field for spring training, and I'll uh, I'll have a better answer for you. But I think. Uh, it's gonna be okay. We're good. Well, I mean, then um, you've got something else that you fall like. Like a right. lot of these guys, they don't. I've got have a family, man. I've been away from my family, my wife. We've been together twelve years, and I've spent I don't know, maybe six of them with her. Yeah. Um, she might not like you being home all the time. She might you know? be like, listen. That's the good thing about my dive pitching. bomb gig is I travel all the time, <laughs> so it still allows me to be gone a lot. Oh, Sancho's like, whoa, does that motherfucker go back on the road again? Yeah. She's like, damn. When are you? Leave? Isn't it time for you to fucking go on <laughs> vacation or something? <laughs> I mean, I can just tell you, for for me, like the idea of having to step away from guiding full time—that's tough. I, like, you know. just you're not doing it anymore. This is completely like it's over. You're yeah. not—you'll never put that lanyard on again. That would be well, too far. I mean, like no, no, guiding no, 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 full time, like the whole winter, like nonstop. Like even that's like fuck, man. So yeah. what are you what are you saying here? You're saying it would be hard for you to imagine walking away completely. No, he's no, saying it's just hard. E- even just even just going to not full time is hard yeah. to deal with. Just the thought of just kind of oh. being like, man, like this isn't my life anymore. Like right. things are changing. Like, think about it. fucking mm-hmm. how many years have we been doing this, and then mm-hmm. now it's just like, well, are you gonna are you gonna miss Blake and feel sorry for him when he's by himself this year? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, that's mean, a bond. Yeah, and now bond. imagine that. It's completely, completely gone away. Yeah, could you fucking imagine that? It'd be like you riding with me. You can go look at the field, but you can't hunt them. <laughs> <laughs> you That's go to what Jeff game. said on Facebook the other day. He like posted a picture. It's like, 
what am I doing right now? <laughs> like, everybody ripped on Everybody's me. Everybody's like, well, I don't know, sitting in the truck watching somebody else hunt. <laughs> and <laughs> I was somebody there. else set up the decoys, which he did, didn't I did he? do that. He did. Yeah. Yeah. What's bad is uh, we had Austin on when they were talking about doing it. I was like, there's no shot Jeff's going to go. It's 30, it's 30 degrees with a 40-mile-an-hour north cold. wind. Mm. It's like there's zero chance of the Jeff Yeah, we going. killed some geese. I didn't fun. go. Fuck fun I didn't time. Go. It was a little cold. It's too hardcore for me. They I'm were just doing that. a little experimental deal. Anyway. But I had fun. We got a chance to shoot some field ducks. I, I enjoyed I can't it. I believe you went out there. I liked it. I enjoyed them. They're good kids. I tell you what, too. I have hit the home run with new guides so far. That We've gotten two new guides here so far, and they've both done a good job. I'm very proud yeah. of both of them. Last year at this time, I was a little nervous. <laughs> you <laughs> had a <laughs> good reason to be. <laughs> when they, neither one of them showed up wearing bedazzled jeans, I thought, we're good. We're good so far. <laughs> now, Austin may have some bedazzled, but he hasn't worn them around us yet. But <laughs> Bo's been here long enough, we know. Yeah, they're both they're both two good kids. Like, just hunting with them today. Today was the first day I got to hunt with Austin, but, I mean, it's it's going to go like a piece of cake. Everybody knew what to do. Everybody fell in line. Well, I know everybody on my end. They had a they had a great time. Everybody had big smiles and were excited and happy. So well, hey, it was fun. I missed Blake Poppy today. Did you, Zach? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he would have loved it. Missed him. I, I didn't be... miss cramming in that fucking blind with him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he can turn a four man blind into a fucking two man. Hurry. <laughs> you know the thing is, is it's really going to be hard on Zach when he gets here yeah. because I'm going to tell your wife is not going to be real happy with you sometimes. Well, just by uh, him saying that, that's just life. Like you know. You know, you know, Zach. Well, yeah. you heard what you said. That's life. He's not talking about Blake not being around him. He's talking about Shelby. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna be able to hunt full time. I, I, you got responsibilities. I got some stuff. Do. You know, I want to make some career moves, and so I'm working towards that. But to just step away from hunting completely, it ain't fucking happening. I mean, there's no way. It's a big part of your life. I mean, that's who my you entire are. life. Yeah. Right. How long until you're going to be a doctor, you think? I ain't going to be a doctor. It's too much school. I think you end up being that way. Man, I think you're going to school till you're 40. I live with <laughs> until the doctor. Forty. In High Point, and I went and shadowed him one day, and it was so fucking cool, dude. It was what so he? cool. He was a bariatric surgeon, but he's on, you know, he does hernia repairs, gallbladder removal, stuff like that. But he was on call that day, and he just filleted this woman completely <laughs> open. You went in? Oh, yeah. Scrubbed yeah, out. He was in, scrubs oh, yeah, on dude, and everything. I was in there, bro, and it was fucking unreal. I mean, dude's like the quarterback. There's fucking 20 <laughs> people, like, looking to you for answers. You got somebody's body laid open trying to figure out why they're dying. And he, a lot of those times, like, he's just telling people what to do, isn't he? unreal, dude. It was so fucking cool. Payne, mm-hmm. Payne wanted to be a doctor for a little while, and so I would scheduled for the cardiologist in Wichita Falls was going to let me bring him down. He was going to get to watch open heart surgery. Man, that was one of the coolest things I've ever done. Because I asked the guy about it, and he said, let me tell you something. He said, I did this when I was in like 13 or 14. I got to come watch Dr. Dean open somebody up and cut on him. And he said, from that point on, I wanted to be a heart surgeon. But the schooling got him. It would be Ooh. just horrible. But what, what, an, what amazing – how smart people are is crazy as hell. But what's so cool is he's such a, a dude, just such a bro when he leaves there. You know, like you see him controlling this room. And everybody's looking to him for answers, but when he comes home or goes to a game, he's drinking, he plays fucking, uh, you know, he plays the drums in a band with his buddies. Like, just regular he's just guy. such a fucking bro, but you see him in that <laughs> environment, and you're like, damn, man, we this had a, dude's the fucking real deal. I got a gynecologist at Hunts, or OBG, whatever one delivers the baby. OBG, And, and he, he told me, I said, what's it like? He said, well, from eight, from eight to five, it's a vagina. After that, it's a pussy. <laughs> 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 Can and you imagine some I, of the nasty know, shit they get into? Uh, that's not a good looking body I don't even part. know that I'd want to be 
one fuck if I had yeah. seen hey, He said the ones that, that are in. You're not seeing yeah. them at no. the best. The Playboy, right, right. the Playboy model ones that come through there are few and far between. Uh, I would say, and there's a big between, I oh. believe. Mm. Mm. And, and the stank? Lots of Mama Junes coming in. Oh, S-D-A-N-K. Oh, oh. <laughs> mm. You gotta, you gotta you wear. Imagine. Uh, you gotta mm. wear goggles for some oh. of them. Seeing those things just getting mm. deformed. Deformed. As they, you know, release a child. It's an incredible thing, childbirth. But just Ugh. seeing that. Not when it's as not your, your kid, job. It's not, right, not right. And seeing kid. that as your, you know, every day, like. A vagina aesthetically is not really like <laughs> not a good looking piece of equipment. Right, right. You know, like somebody just sends you a vagina pic, you're like, nah, ah, I I'm mean, good. It's not really doing it for me. <laughs> it's not really doing. Uh, it. Boobs I say, are more I say appealing. somebody like I'm a single guy. <laughs> I've been with the same woman for 12 years, but well, listen, you know, aesthetically, a vagina is just it is what it is. You, you know? can do so what you want you to, and it's every not going to change much. And, and, and birthing children, you just man, I just. Mm. It's tough. It's uh, he said the ones you I don't want to say scar you, but yeah. man, you see that enough, you just like I'm. I'm good. Yeah, he said there was very few that were, that you wanted to see. <laughs> and he said, trust me, most time he'd walk. He said if it was one you wanted to see, you'd be like, oh, it's a better day than the last minute. <laughs> so then you walk in the deal using, you're like, oh god, throw up. Oh man. Had a had another guy that that guided for us, and he worked for the Mayo Clinic, and his job was to. Uh, Look at people before they go in to see a doctor. Kind of go through the stuff with them. They have pains. Check their blood pressure. I don't know what you call it. I guess it does like the patient assessment. Initial yes. patient assessment. And he said that yeah. this lady was like, oh, "I've got a horrible pain in my side." And he's like, "We're well, right here." He said, "Yeah." She pulled a big old gal pulled up her side, and he goes, "Right here." Uh oh. And she had a bologna sandwich that was caught between the folds of her gut. <laughs> that there's he no said way. he about threw up. Yeah, he did. A fucking bologna, bologna sandwich. sandwich. Oh, I lost that. I lost that last week. Bologna. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just all green and shit matted in there. Oh <laughs> they figured out where God. the pain was coming from. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't require surgery. Yeah, we're like not going to have to open you up. Mm. <laughs> a bologna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I made that for <laughs> Albert and stuff in there. In there. <laughs> <laughs> How does it even get under there? Uh, you know somebody took a hard nap. <laughs> you wake up and you got the fucking couch on your face. Is oh. how, that's how that sandwich ends up there. Yeah. You'll be well, an aggressive sleeper like Blake to do something like that. He is aggressive. Well, Asher, it's always a pleasure. I'm glad you're here. It's always fun sharing the blind with you. It is. I like hearing uh, stories and all that stuff. It's glad to be here, here, man. This is always a, a great trip. I'm glad um, you got to see me again. Yeah, me too. I'm glad to see you wearing a different hat. Yeah. Thrilled to death. <laughs> I'm wearing a wax Dive bomb hat. Are y'all right. selling these on your website? Yep, yep. They're up on the website. I think they're fifteen. Are we gonna come up with some stormy chromer like hats? <laughs> what is that? The the hat my dad's got now. He's not here. He didn't wear, it's a with the ear flaps. It's a, it's a Filson hat. Oh yeah, like an insulated hat. Yeah, but it's got the big old wool. I'm trying, to find, sure. nice. I'm trying to find one of those insulated ones with the ear flaps. You look at on. the one dad's wearing right now. I got it to him. He I got me one. And he story. took it. I had it on. Yeah. Sucker is badass. We need to get something like They're that. They're warm, warm, warm. Them Yankees that eat that shit up up there. Oh yeah. Upper All right. Midwest. What do you got to uh what do you got to impart us with? Anything cool? Nothing, man. Just glad to be here. It's always an enjoyable time. Joyce you know, a relationship that we've forged with you guys over the last couple years and uh always look forward to this trip and uh I know the next two days are gonna be stellar. Um you know, appreciate what you guys do for us, pushing the product, helping us continue to grow and uh Set the right example for our brand, the people that's running it. So uh, that's the biggest thing. Be affiliated with the right people, 
uh, like-minded individuals and um, you know it's going to help us continue to grow so we appreciate it uh, the relationship we've got with you guys and uh, looking forward to catching up with you guys in Oklahoma in January like last year be a great time yep thank you very much we appreciate it all right all right bye, bye.